welcome everybody to Legion's Cast, chapter 40. That's 40 chapters of Legion's Cast, a very special episode. This is Legion's Len. Len said when he first came aboard the show that if he was, if we made it to episode 40 and he was still here, he was going to change all his socials to Legion's Len. Len, you going to do it? I think I might have to. I think after this last weekend, I was injected by so much Legion's goodness that there's no choice but to change my name. Even though my family and friends that are non-Legion's family and friends may be really confused by that. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to have see Legion's Len on everywhere where I go, just plastered around. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am your host, Lord Stephen Bishotti. And, uh, of course, that was Len LaGuardia you were hearing from. We are hot off uh, Legion's Cast 2022. We're going to be talking about a lot of the, a lot of that, a lot of what happened, a lot of uh, what was revealed. It's going to be awesome, but we also have a guest on today that I need to introduce. So um, I'd like to welcome Jesse Arnold from the sh- to the show. How are you doing, Jesse? I'm doing all right, Stephen. How are you this evening? Fantastic. Nice to have you. Um, uh, you know, let's, uh, you know, I bet most people probably know who you are. Uh, you're, you've got, you've got some things going on. You're on the, you've got your own couple of shows, a couple little things you do. Tell us about, tell us about those. What, what do you, what, what are you most, what are you doing out there? I guess the two big things are, uh, shooting the shelf, my kind of like interview chat show I do Sunday nights on YouTube on the channel, uh, uh, just shelve it. And um, I've been doing the Mythic Minute in the Cabal on Thursday nights where I just talk about one topic for about 15 to 20 minutes and just chat with people in the Cabal. Nice. So the first show you mentioned on Just Shelve It, that's just like a is – that, is that the variety show? It's something different all the time? It's uh, it's usually just a like one-on-one chat, live chat. Um, with it, Largely it's been other members of the Cabal. But I'm trying to get other people involved that are into collecting other things. So I had a friend who's a musician on one night who collects comics. So we talked about music and comic books. Um, other friends who are like real big movie enthusiasts. So just people who are in the geeky realm of stuff. Uh, but I try to keep bring Mythic Legions up uh, at least once or twice in every episode and, and, and uh, share the love. Nice. Now, uh, how do you how do you pick your topic for the mythic or the mythic minute or you know show there? You just whatever's whatever you're feeling at the time or. Yeah, whatever. It started on the YouTube channel as just it was supposed to be like short little videos to like welcome or like to help introduce new people to mythic legions such as myself over the past year. Um, things that I'd learned over the year, like you know, how pre-orders worked and different things like that. Just, I didn't get to all of those things. And then I was asked to bring it into the, the cabal. So I, I brought it into the cabal. So it's right on the cabal. Um, and, uh, just trying to address certain topics. It's just whatever kind of pops into my head that week. Um, go from there. Yeah. Perfect. Um, now you mentioned something there about, uh, you being, a kind of, you described yourself as new to mythic legions. Um, now I kind of know this story because I think I saw you being, uh, born into the mythic legions community last year <laughs> at legions con, uh, legions Cast 2021. So you want to talk a little bit about, uh, 
where you were a year ago and, and where you are now. Uh, a year ago, I was getting ready to go to Legion's Con for the first time because uh, I think it was a, a week or two after this year's uh, last year. Um, how many times can I say year? Uh, I had maybe about a dozen or less figures at the time. I'd gotten my first one back in March um, of 2021 with some of that sweet stimulus money. Um, and contrary to the rumor going around, I am not the one who bought the 24 Thistle Thorns. They were sold out by the time I decided to buy one, and I had to go to eBay. Um, but that was my first Legions figure, and with only one, I didn't really get the whole pop and swap and, you know, the customizing and stuff. And over the summer, my friend Sean Scavarna, who you guys are familiar with, um, he, uh, you know, hooked me up with a couple other ones from people in the Cabal, which I was not a part of yet. We went to the convention and like five minutes walking into that door in the line to, to get the exclusive. I was like, I need to be a part of this world. And it's just kind of been head first ever since. What was Sean, the guy that, that uh, introduced you to the line or did you just get in on your own accord? I, I kind of, I kind of found him on big bad toy store when I was just scrolling around looking for other toy lines. I liked and I thought these are kind of cool. Um, and then one night he he would come over every weekend and hang out. We were talking about him, and he he we started talking about him together. And I said, like, "Oh yeah, I saw those on Big Bad Toy Store," and just kind of went from there. And yeah, yeah, it was quick for you because I remember um, you were at Legion's Con, and then you went to ZoloCon, right? Like right after, which was like February. Uh, I think, were you there? Yeah, first first weekend in March. Yeah. Yeah, so that was fairly quick, and you were already, you were already fully like painting by then, right? Um, I think I started painting after that weekend. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, because I I got some of those deluxe Legion builders there, or uh, the reinforcements, reinforcements, or whatever. yep. Yeah. So in one year, you went from uh, walking into to Legion's Con. Uh, I mean, were you more tagging along with Sean at that time? Is that was that was that more of, of what was going on at that time? It was, we, we used to do uh, Baltimore Comic Con together every year. It was kind of like, because it was usually close to his birthday, so it was kind of like I would try to buy his ticket or help cover some of the costs. And, you know, we'd go down to, because Baltimore is only like an hour and a half away. So we'd go do Baltimore Comic Con uh, since I moved back to the area. And um, he he was telling me about this Legion's Con, and then my coworker Douglas is also in the Mythic Legion. So he was the one that kind of was point me more to the customizing stuff uh so i kind of knew a little bit about it by the time i went to the con but um yeah it was like i didn't know anybody i knew jeremy gerard's name and nikki nicole's name going into the con but that and i'm sure uh steve he he probably talked about the podcast and all you guys um but i i didn't know what he was talking about at the time because i didn't listen to a lot of podcasts sure and now, a year later, you have your own booth and your own, uh, you are a vendor at Legion's Con 2022. So, uh, what a, what a year, huh? Yes, it has been, it has been a year indeed. Um, Not a shabby booth either. Was, the, booth, the booth was beautiful, well put together and displayed really well. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like you just threw some stuff out. Thank you. Um, 
Thank you very much. That means a lot. It's I, I meant to do a, a practice setup of the booth, um, like with a card, cardboard cutout table size so I could see what it looked like. Ran out of time. So setting it up at Friday night at the show was my first time putting it all together. It did look great. You, uh, you, uh, I mean, uh, we're going to discuss this, but I feel like I, I did not get around at the con to enjoy it, uh, being kind of, uh, working my own booth and, um, <clears throat> things, you know, a lot of the, uh, excitement over the Furious 4 stuff going on. And, uh, so yeah, I, I, I mean, the big goal, uh, nice. Jesse's got the shirt. Um, you know, we're, um, you know, the, the, one of the things I think we talked about, me and Len have talked about in previous episodes is we wanted to be able to kind of take in this year a little bit. And I feel like it still didn't really happen, but, um, but you weren't far from where we were or where I was. So I, I did get to see your booth. It looked good. Um, you know, so I, yeah, uh, kudos, man. Well, thank you. You're, uh, I did get to walk around a little bit, but I didn't get to take as much in myself. But yeah, your both of your booths were also very impressive. That was all Len. He 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 did his booth and then he set up my throne, and um, <laughs> I just uh, I just sat there walked and in. walked in, slammed down some some heads and went to town. So it <laughs> was a nice little window for you there. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that's cool. Let's now let's talk about the show. I guess right, Len is that, Len. We should we should probably discuss you. Uh, what did you think of this show? How has it grown? What are your uh, thoughts? Where are we headed? That was unreal. The whole the whole week from um, you know Wednesday on until Sunday was just a blur. I mean, it, I I I think we discussed in previous episodes that we thought that because of the two day format of the show and and the Friday setup that it would be a little easier for us to be able to mingle with people, see people we haven't seen, go around and see everyone's booths. You know, the previous year I saw nothing. I didn't leave my booth once. And um, you know, it was almost a repeat performance. I did I did get out a little bit to see some things, but it was it was intense from the, the minute the uh you know, the bell went off for the beginning to the bitter end, right till three o'clock on Sunday, it was intense. Intense is a good word. Um, it, it was, it was intense. It was, it was a, a lot of people. It seemed to, uh, stay full, which is kind of, was kind of expected for a show like Legion's con. I mean, people are there, yes. they're there for the weekend. They're there to, to hang out. They're there for, uh, the lobby. This was a different deal this year because we had, uh, our, you know, the con was in a hotel that a lot of us were staying at. I really liked that aspect of it um it was just cool to be able to just go downstairs and be at the con um and go downstairs and hang out in the lobby with with people that were that were having fun and uh, after hours um great great time and and, you know this year to last year to this year i I, felt like quite quite growth it felt like a lot of growth to me almost definitely a lot of growth um, so yeah, a successful show, uh, awesome exclusives. Uh, if, 
I mean, this year obviously is going to be special to me because I'm I was involved. I was a subject, I guess, of of one of the exclusive sets, which was really really cool. Um, and but even if I wasn't involved, that the Furious Four Pack, which is consists of uh, two uh, two Fury colored figures uh, that can be swapped around. Two sets will allow you to make four different figures um, or or more. I mean, you, that's if you just use it like it's being uh, kind of uh, marketed. Uh, but but no, that fat that pack is awesome. Did did you get one of those? Did you get any of those, Jesse? The Furious Four Packs? Yes, yes, I got I got two. Did you get to play with them? Yes, I've I've been home with COVID since I got home, uh, so I got to I got to mess around with them one of the days. Uh, once I got him inside. <laughs> what's your what are your what are your thoughts on that that set? They're they're great. Um, they're uh, I love all the the new pieces that were just re, you know reused from the Alithia wave. So it's cool to see that variety of stuff. The colors, of course, I think are um, are different because of the black and reds, different tones and everything. And um, yeah, it's just a really cool set to and just to see how many people are going to do. These I didn't get to watch uh, Dorklayer's review of them yet, but just the infinite amount of possibilities just between those four figures um, is just really cool. Len, have you gotten to play with them? I know I was setting your figures up at the con. Right. I opened them that morning. I ripped them right out of the box immediately because I wanted to. I wanted I wanted you to pose them and set them up for me. It was my way of getting <laughs> help with that. And. Um, I did. I did actually. Um, only about two hours ago, I, I I was messing with them for the first time, and they're just they're gorgeous. The the paint apps are phenomenal. The armor is painted really well. Um, not that any the other figures aren't, but they seem to have that little extra touch in areas. You know, um, they're they're done very very well. Yeah, I I I really think they're they're fun figures. Um, glad to be. Glad to be a small part of them. Uh, now, then there, there was uh, that was the that was the second exclusive set that was available on Sunday. On Saturday, we had the unknown one, Adeth, Adeth. I'm not sure how to say that one, but man, um, that figure is it is evil. I mean, it just looks. I mean, we kind of knew that. I mean, it's not like it's a surprise, but 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 it's just. I think it's scary. I mean, like if like it, it, it's a thing of nightmares, to be honest. And I love it. I love it a lot. Uh, did you did you pick that one up, Jesse? Yes. Yeah, I got one for myself and uh, one for a friend that I was helping vend for um, who couldn't make it to the show. But I did use the skeleton peg on the pelvicus uh, neck peg. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Just so to give him a little bit more of that skeleton look. That's a good idea. Great idea. It's a great idea. Did you bust that yeah, one? The, oh, go ahead. What's Len. that? Uh, did you bust that one open, Len? I absolutely did. I opened um, I opened him up last night. I think phenomenal. That's that's a that's a figure was designed by Bill Mancuso, um, one of the four horsemen, one of the earliest of the four horsemen. Right? We know that he can almost be considered the the fourth horseman because he's been there for a long time. Bill's a great guy. And um, I guess it was just like something he threw together one day and everyone loved it so much. They wanted to get it out and 
man, he's great. I love every bit of it. I even love how the neck is a little shorter with that dwarf peg on it, and it, and it sits underneath the that neck armor, so he's kind of like real tough and solid. Um, the the weapons are awesome, you know, with the wraps and he's the wings, everything. I mean, I'm come on at fifty dollars. That thing was a bargain, right? I mean, the box artwork, everything. It was awesome, and what what's so fun about that figure is it's pretty much the basic old parts we've had around for a while. Um, you know, I mean, the wings, those wings, I think came in with Aerithir. That's probably the newest parts on him. Is 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 is, is his wings, I would think. And you know, it goes to show you that along with all the ingenuity and the the the, the progress that the horsemen are making with their parts and all the new stuff they're 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 giving us that we're all craving, you know, it's like we got all this. Uh, Jesse mentioned all this new Alithia stuff and and everything, and you know, you just get hyper focused on you want the new parts, you want the new parts, and then boom, they throw this at us, which is basically the same old parts and a configuration and paint job that still makes us go, damn, that's awesome. 100%. Absolutely. It's incredible. So, yeah, uh, the con was, was, was fantastic. The lines, uh, the, the horsemen, the people showed up for the horsemen. Yeah, let's talk about those lines just for a second. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, it was incredible. You know, you know me, I've been to many shows with the horsemen. Um, La dee da. You know, well, you know that. I mean, well, I, I I am lucky enough that I live in an area where they do a lot of shows, so I've been for years to a lot of them, and I've never ever seen anything like that before. Like usually, the situation is, um, you know, very very busy from the time the show opens till about noon, and then you can wander up to the table, straight up to it, see what's left, grab something if you want it come back again, you know, it's not so crazy, but that, that, those lines, those lines were something. Yeah. I barely got to shop the horseman table. Cause if I were to leave my table and get in line, I'd yell at you. Yeah. You would yell at me <laughs> and I wouldn't get back to my table for hours. It, it felt like, I, I don't know how long it was really taking, but I know that the line was steady and long all day in fact was it it must have been saturday that they kept the con open for another extra hour yeah because people i don't know if that's why they did it but people had not gotten through the horseman line at close time it was still backed up right yeah that's what i mean jeremy go ahead go ahead i've never seen a show where they i've never seen a show where they close with a line like it, it it was crazy on Saturday, my understanding was Jeremy had just gotten out of his his breakout session, and it was like right after two, and he didn't want want it to end at three, so he convinced him to to keep going for another hour. Um, and I think it was even almost four thirty before they finally got everybody. That was the first time I looked over and saw no one at the table, so I scurried over there and grabbed two things real quick before I got yelled at. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Sometimes you got to do that. You got to you, yeah. you got to run over there. You got to scurry, like you said. Um, What'd you guys pick up? Did you get anything good? Well, Saturday it was uh, Mephator and Sir Wayne because that was pretty much all they had left was was some various All Stars figures. Um, Sunday I was able to grab a couple of the deluxe Legion builders that I hadn't gotten, and uh, a couple gifts for my my family because I'm trying to get all my siblings a, a mythic figure 
so I can do a show with them in December around Christmas time. I grabbed an Artemis, um, Artemis 2, because nice. uh, I used a lot of parts from mine. I cannibalized her and turned her into a custom Tila, so um, I like to... I get I get a little I get a little itchy when I get down to like one of a figure, you know. And I got a brand I had I had an Artemis sitting nicely. I had one opened and I had one in package and then I used the one that I uh, had in package for a custom. So then I feel like I, I try to replace it because that Tila custom was beautiful. Oh, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so. I, I gotta think, you know, and then the level of of uh, of art that was there, and I'm gonna call it art, by so many different people, was, you know, I mostly caught it on my way to use the bathroom and back, and, and to take a couple hot laps around the around the place. But I mean, and and this is the same as last year. Is I mean, it was still it was this way as last year as well. But the, you know, more of it, more dios, more displays, more you know, different things going on there. So it was, it was basically like, uh, given, given last year's an injection of steroids is all, you know, for it's been, it's been, uh, it's been juicing for a year and it came in, you know, looking ready, looking like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulk Hogan as his shirt is like ripping off just as he's flexing. Cause that, that you could not fit anything more into that room. No, no. No. In a good way. Nope. But Jeremy already said on his show last night that, you know, they're looking at something like more than like almost triple the size, I think, like a venue. So you're going to make room. It's going to be a little better now, I think. But not necessarily triple the vendors. Right, right. Well, when you, when you consider that all the horsemen things were out in the lobby, I think they need a lot more space. You know, I think they want... They really liked like more of the PowerCon type setup they did, where like mm. all of their dios and their things were near them. So I think that that's one of the reasons that the the space is going to help, but not necessarily like oversaturate with too many vendors. Sounds like a solid plan. Yeah, that PowerCon setup was nice. Like I think all the tables and spaces seemed to have a lot of breathing room, and the aisles were nice and wide, and it didn't feel like I was shoving through everybody. I didn't get to walk the aisles here, but it didn't look like it was too uncomfortable for people to move around. No, it wasn't too bad. Um, it had its moments where things would clog up in a certain area, but but it wasn't it wasn't horrible. Uh, it was it was a it was a good it was a good feeling. It was you know because it had that feeling you want to have at a con that feels like it's busy, but you know you don't want to be bumping into people when you're trying to see. And if you're a regular sized fellow other than me, that then you should be able to get through. You should be able to get around. Yeah, uh, I, I think I don't think that the crowd seemed horrible. It wasn't too hard to get around. I, I, I mean, you know, half the people were in line the whole day, so probably wasn't that bad. <laughs> that, well, the fact that it was a sold out show, so it wasn't like just random people coming in at all throughout the day. I mean, granted, maybe not everybody was there at the beginning, but. Um, you know, there was only so many people allowed in, period. So a lot of people did exactly what they wanted and, and stayed all day and looked at everything. Yeah. Right. Right. Did you, did you other than the exclusives, Jesse, did you pick up anything cool? 
I grabbed a couple things. Um, just tr- I tried to pick up a couple things, uh, but it was like right as as the show is about to start each day, so I didn't get to to grab a lot of stuff. Um, I got the shirt. I got a couple things from oh, it was his? I don't remember his name. He had all the light effects. Mm. Uh, like right Ca- inside Cavern, the Cavern Customs, I think. Cavern Customs. Uh, he gave he gave me a torch. He was set up right next to me with uh, Retrospect Customs, and he gave me a torch. Um, now it was the guy running inside of like the, the LED lights for like the horse heads. Oh right, I didn't see stuff. him, but I heard all about that. Yeah, I got a, a torch from him, and he had like like actual like forged steel weapons for Mythic Legions that were pretty cool. Neat. Um, uh, I grabbed one of uh, Melissa Somerville Lady Tank Studios her uh, new troll harness rigs. That was pretty uh, cool. For, I did I did for, see that. Um, I've got a plan for when I get Brontus too because I don't have a Brontus yet. Um, so I got one to to match the color of his blue eye. Nice. Um, That'll be cool. Uh, I got a uh, the the awesome new porcupine set from Wolf King. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. I, I, I made a post early on in, in the cabal of a, I saw a picture, a video of a porcupine eating. And I was like, we need a porcupine like this for, from some of the custom shops it was before I really knew who all the custom shops were. And then I saw one on Jeremy's, uh, mythic customs display. I'm like, where did that come from? Uh. <laughs> and someone was like, oh, nope, they debut in here. And I was like, yes. And it's the exact same porcupine head that I saw in that video. So yeah. yeah. That Wolfgang guy. I don't know about him. It's going to be interesting to see how you paint that. I, I, when I was looking at it, I was like, how is, how is this going to get painted without spray paint or a airbrush or something? like?" I'll let you know because I don't have either of those things. <laughs> yeah. You could like dip it in something. I don't know. <laughs> Just dip it in the sharp. You know what's sharp? The, uh, the, his spike, his, his mace. Yeah. I actually, I mean, I cut myself on that numerous times. <laughs> yeah. You might have lens blood on your per and on your piece, you know. You could, well, you know, makes it more unique. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, what else did you pick up, Steve? <clears throat> I got a uh, um a new uh dio floor and backer from Crashbox. Oh um, yeah, with the uh, church background window, right? Yeah, with that stained like glass. Yep, that stained glass win- window, and uh, I mean, I had to buy that. I mean, now that you're listening to to to, to the uh. Pillars of the Earth, Len. You know, I gotta have, I gotta make it look like a cathedral. Absolutely, you need some squirrels for it. Squirrels. <laughs> squirrels. Squirrels. Porridge. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got, I got Len read, listening to an audiobook. My favorite audiobook, Pillars of the Earth. Everybody, check it out. You'll learn about. I caved. I finally caved, and I did. And I'm <laughs> glad I did. It's very good. I'm, I'm kidding, but it's very good. <laughs> it's got the best reader ever. And he Absolutely. says cool things like squatto. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, yeah, no, I picked up that. Uh, what else did I get? Oh, I didn't get much. Um, I picked up a cape from. Yes, I got uh, that for you, right? Yep. Strup. From Stroop or Strup Family Family Crafts. Yeah. The night tunic. You got the night tunic, and I also got that black cape that looks oh, like right, kind right. of a tattered. Spawnish yeah, looking cape, cool. but it's not the big spawn cake cape cake. Um, so yeah, I, though that and uh, geez, I can't think of much else that I that I picked up. I'm sure I picked up something. 
Um, but it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty slim due to the fact that I just, I couldn't shop. It was, uh, right. You know, which is kind of a good thing. It made me, made me, made me save my money, but kind of a bad thing. Cause there might've been some stuff I want. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Oh, I bought that bird from, from Patrick. The uh, Patrick took the, right. uh, yeah. Patrick took the, uh, what's the name of that character that has the bird? Valak. 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 He took the bird from the, the Valak bird. And then he put one of, um, lens, uh, custom heads on it to make it look more like a standard bird. It could be depending on how it's painted. It could be, look like it could be a bald Eagle. It could be a different things. And he painted it in, Masters of the Universe Sorceress colors, so it looks like Zoar. And uh, I, when I saw that, I was like, I gotta have that. And I don't think I've ever bought anything from Patrick before, so I flipped out the bills and I bought it and put it right on my uh, my Alpha, so that my that the Lord Bashadi the Alpha had a Zoar on his arm. So oh, that was fun. Yeah, that's great. That was fun. Um. Well, we could talk all night about the con. It was great. Um, you've heard it all before. If you didn't go this year, get there next year. It's a blast. We totally. love it. No, no one cares what I got, right? That's fine. Oh, Pete, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Oh. I need Pete treatment. It's fine. No, I'm good. I didn't get anything. You did too. You had to get something. What did I right? get? You probably know better than me. I had to send a cookie out to get me things. You got one of those things from Strup, didn't you? I did. I got the Strup, um, the the Dragon Knight tunic, which is awesome. It's the uh, black and yellow tunic because he was behind me, so I could turn around and get it from him. Yeah. And I actually I made my way out to go to Jesse's table, and I picked up uh, Mark Rivera. Had a he has he has those really. Um, that's who it is, right? Mark Rivera, Jesse. Um, depends on, I had Mark Rivera and Brian C stuff on my table. Oh, it was definitely, it was Mark's cause Mark, Mark's, his family's like a great family that like mm-hmm. is, they're at every event, every show, uh, father, son, and his, uh, mom. So his Mark's mother and father and him, the three of them make every show and they're just fantastic. And, um, Santos, his father is just a wonderful guy. He's, um, probably one of the elder statesmen of the mythic world, I would say, because, you know, he's, he's well into his seventies and, um, they're just, he's fantastic. They're and, at everything. Oh, they're at everything. And, and I they're love very them. nice. They're, just, they're great people. And Mark has been sculpting some amazing things, really great, almost cartoonish type illustration type characters of goblins and, uh, troll heads. And his dad came over and he bought something for me. So I just took that money and I said, you know what? I'm going right over to Jesse. I said, where's your stuff, Mark? He said, well, Jesse has it. And I'm like, all right. And I went right over and I bought a troll head from him. And I used his dad's That's money. Right. So it was really fun that way. <laughs> nice. And that thing's great. It's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. And then I got um, I got a tiny little diorama from Noah Pratt. See, I wanted to get something from Noah. Noah was sold out on Saturday by like halfway through the day. By the time you got down there, I he know had nothing painted left. I know, but but I could have grabbed something Saturday morning or something, and and I didn't because ah, uh, dang it. Oh well. 
Yeah, we'll I got a nice little dio from him that was left still on Sunday, and man, he just he's really mastered. I I've seen Noah Noah at the last year's Legions Con. I had I invited him to put some stuff on on my table um, because he didn't have his own, and I'm like, bring it, you know, bring your stuff. And he brought he brought the turntables and a couple other dios, and his turntables like blew people's socks off. Um, I, I think some of the horsemen even bought some because they loved them so much and they have them, they use them at the studio and, um, Noah's stuff was great. I, I love the, the, he's like mastered the wood texture to like a high level now. And, and this thing's tiny, you could fit like maybe one figure on it, but it's perfect. It, it, it'll look great in the display. Sweet. Like oh, and it. I got a, um, I, I got from, um, Alexander Deshaw. I got one of his fountains. Oh, cool. Yep. Local Michigan boy, uh, yeah, one of our crew, kind of. Yeah, those are those not are kinda. awesome. He is one of our crew. Um, yeah, he's he's come a long way too. The the first time I saw him with doing that was at Muskegon here in Muskegon, and uh, he only brought he you know he usually has a small table for toy with toys and stuff for sale, and he had like I don't know maybe five of these little fountains, and they blew out amongst our friends before the sale was even open or before the show was even open. We all bought one. I got one. Uh, Travis got one. I know. Uh, and they were, they were just like, wow. And that was his first stuff and it was really good. But you know, he's been working his butt off since and uh, he's gotten better as you tend to do when you do that stuff. And uh, he's, he's killing it, man. I can't wait to see where he goes from here. Yeah, it's it's a great piece. I like to pick up pieces like that from people at the shows that um, I can then use in the displays when when we go other places. So if we go to Retro, if we go to Zolo or wherever we go, and I, I'll use them in the display, and I can put a card next to it. And you know, it's like I I picked up um, well Jesse and I kind of collabed on a troll head, and he did an amazing job painting it. And I was like, I'm keeping this. Sorry, it's going home with me. But now that guy's going to be at every show. You know, he'll be there, and I'm going to have Jesse sign a little sign for him next to it. And that's what I like. That's fun. You know, it kind of, like, brings everyone all around with us. Sweet. So, now, you know, you come from saying I didn't get anything. You just blasted off, like, a bunch <laughs> of stuff, Len. <laughs> um, well, I think uh, we need we, – we had a plan tonight. We want to read some of the new bios and talk about some of the new figures. So we thought we'd uh, – We'd plow through this this new wave. I believe, if I remember correctly, there are 11 new figures coming from Necronominus. Uh, and Len is going to read us some bios, and we'll discuss what we think of these figures. I don't like any yeah. of them. They're, no? They're, no, they're horrible. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I might pick up one, maybe two of something. I'm yeah. not going all in. Not at all. All in is for, jeez. What a disappointment this was. Oh, it's like the same old. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't call it. Skeletons, knights, we knew it. Come on. It's going to be fun. We were all at G-Con, right? <laughs> yes, sir. So we, we all were. got to be there on the ground floor of all these reveals. That was exciting, right? It was. It was super exciting. Being at G-Con was, a, was awesome. Um, Along with the people that were at Intern for a Day, like Jesse, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, lucky. Yeah. Yes. Someday I hope to make it to one. Someday, Steve. 
Someday your prince will come. Someday my prince. Uh, so, yeah, Len, let's do this. Let's do it. Where would you guys like to start? Necronominus or the Order of Erethon? Uh I would like to start with Necronominus. That's what I was thinking, too. All right. So, let's start with... I'm going to start at the bottom, or what I perceive as the bottom, more of the soldier-type characters. Uh, we have an undead builder pack, and the undead builder pack uh, race is various. The role are soldiers, and the accessories are dwarf. Dwarf mace, halberd blade on short handle, single elven sword, chain with cuffs. And they have additional heads of two zombie heads and two ghost heads. So if anyone has seen these pictures, these are the kind of like translucent um, blue type of characters and they also have um, non-translucent heads that are available that that are on that come with them yeah right yep these are cool now, is i i i'll admit i missed some of gcon i got there kind of late so if you guys can help me with some of the details of it um was how was this pack what was this what type of pack was this so it's a builder pack. So it's a builder it's, pack. I think more in reminiscent of like uh, the the barbarian builder. Am I right, right Jesse? So there's one base figure. Well, sort of. The limbs. There's two different sets of limbs to go with the the two different types of heads. Oh, okay. So it's not two full body figures. It's a torso and hips, and the the armor pieces are all the same. But you can swap out the upper arm, the forearm the the hands the thighs the feet the head to be the translucent ghoul spectral type or the solid rotting flesh zombie type wow that's that's a lot of stuff awesome so let me read about them the undead ranks of the congregation of necronominus are made of more than just skeletons the zombified remains of the fr freshly dead the flesh still clinging to their bones claw their way from the grave to march behind the Lord of Death. The restless spirits of the long-deceased also fly forward, their ghostly bodies given the power to animate suits of cast-off armor and wield weapons in their spectral hands. There is no peace in death for these souls, no rest beyond the grave, for they have returned to Mythos as part of the undead army of Necronominus. Yeah. So Super yeah, foot cool, soldiers, man. right? Pre-skeleton type of kind of a foot soldier. Yeah, pre like yeah, or ghostly. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've got a head with it looks like the jaws falling off, rotting away. One of his eyes is missing. His eyeballs falling out, and then we've got, you know, kind of the same looking head, but maybe a little bit better shape. And then we've got two like spiritual looking kind of heads with the with the as jesse said the swappable parts to make them awesome so like jesse's question mm -hmm. are these is this is this is this kit pretty much one one torso and hip piece away from being like two full figures or um i think no it's it's the my understanding is it's the torso the hip piece the shins and the the bracers on the forearms oh, are, okay. are shared right. so you can you can swap it out so you you would you would need two 
at least two to make one full ghoul and or ghost and one full full zombie. Yep. If you want to utilize all four but, heads, you're gonna have but to buy four. You could use those parts. Yeah, or you could put those parts on any other of your other builder figures. You could pop off a black knight arm. Yeah. Put on one of those zombie arms and put one of those zombie heads on it, and you've got like a zombie black knight. That's so what you I was can thinking. Mix them in with your other figures. That's that's awesome. So these are these are up on pre-order, of course, as as everything on Store Horseman, and that kit is is only fifty five dollars, which is the same pricing we've seen on the builders the yeah. builder sets before, which is awesome. Uh this is, in my opinion, and I love the Barbarian Builder Pack, but this is this is I think, with the sheer amount of fun this comes with, with I think this is actually cooler. Um, so I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah. Yeah. That, great. that aged look on that leather, it's just, it's darker than like the Bardrick. It's the same chest piece as the Bardrick armor, but it looks, you know, just older. Like it's been in the ground and it's got like that little dark blue around the neck and the, the waist piece and everything. It's just a lot of really cool colorings on here. All the wrinkles, the wrinkles in his skin, like his mm-hmm. arms, and yeah, it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be a ball. I can't wait to get this sucker. I can't wait to get four of them. Yeah, yeah. All right, ready? Yep. Now I'm gonna need some help with this, fellas, because I I missed this one and I I need to the pronunci the the, the way to say the uh, is it terpoli 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 Yeah, I believe that's how they were saying it. Sounded. Mm-hmm. Terperculi. Terperculi. Okay, and for the listeners, this is the um, almost like spider-like, multi-armed, um, skeletal creature that we've never seen before. Um, nothing like it. Uh, it has a bare chest that ex- the rib cage is exposed. It has three sets of hands, two on the back and the two main hands on the front. Um has a tail, a skeletal, almost snake, serpent-like tail coming off the back. Um, it's unreal. Like, it, it's got so much new stuff. It's, it's great. Right? I mean, uh, This is kind of like a builder in itself. When they, when they broke this down and they told you what's there. I mean, you've got... Mm-hmm. In the configuration that they were showing, showing it, it has, you know, arms that come off its back, but they're regular-sized arms. So you could make a rate. It looks like you could almost build a regular skeleton out of this and have parts left over. Um, you could, it, it, you know, here it has these long kind of um, creepy hanging arms, but you could put those on the back and put the regular size arms on the front. Every one could be different with, with all these, these configurations. And one thing that is a key element here that they did talk to us about is its upper thighs are dwarf size bones for to Finally. skeletal dwarfs. Yeah. Been, I've been waiting for that. That's, that's what the one holdback that's keeping me from getting, being able to make one. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to cut your own bones down. I almost did a few times, <laughs> but I just, I, I don't like the, I, I don't, I don't. I don't like that. I, I, don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right, let's let's listen a little bit about the Terperculi. The Dark Four were defeated by the Great Beasts and vanished from the realm of Mythos. 
Powerful magic was used to imprison the Lord of Death, and those same spells set many of the monstrosities that fought in his army away as well. Known as the Tuperculi, these long-forgotten terrors of the First Age came in a variety of forms, and all are horrible. The heroic warriors fighting for mythos today have never seen an enemy like a Tuperculus, and as the barrier between the realm and the prison where Necronominus and his acolytes have waited begins to weaken, these rotting denizens of death stir and prepare to fight once again. So again, it's like a a, a monster type um, foot soldier, you know, like uh, imagine um, the first Avengers when all those just whatever the heck they are, those unnamed space creatures come yeah. out. There's just tons of them everywhere. And, you know, or, or in like Justice League when, um, you know, they have those like bug guys all over like this is it. Exactly. That's exactly, you know, it's funny. I thought of that before you said it. I was thinking, you know, these are these, the, the horde of hench guys coming through or things. <laughs> uh, one thing that they did say that this figure will come with a bendy tail. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, this is one that you can buy 12 of and you can make every one of them look different, I think. Yeah, and yeah. it's all... Um, all the joints are made to fit. And again, it's full bone from shoulder to hand. Uh, the only thing that's really covered is the waist area, which I think that was the basic waist piece. So they made a unique ball to fit into the chest oh, uh, wow. torso piece. And I think the rib cage comes off like the newer, um, like the Alithia wave chest plates. Um, yeah, I think I think we saw that on the table there, right? They had one loose, like a loose chest plate yeah. on the table. And underneath, and that part is is like like it's individual bones, and underneath it, it's uh, like the torso part itself. It looked like it had like organs and stuff sculpted on it. Yeah, the head's really cool too. The head I'm looking at right now with the horns, yeah. it's almost like a dog. It's kind of canine-ish or yeah. bovine, maybe. I don't know. More canine, I guess you'd say. Yeah, he's awesome. So so these guys, the Tuperculi, are also being listed as deluxe, and on the website they are $45. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. I'm assuming that they're keeping the price down on that because it's a, a lot less uh, paint scheme on that. Yeah, that could be because you're getting yeah, a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at ten dollars less than the other deluxe that we just looked at, and there's certainly a lot of figure here. And again, with those one you can mix them out with other things. The wings, I believe, they said would fit in the sockets, if I remember correctly, like the arms. So you could give one just like the bird wings, uh, or the bird bones coming off the back. And yeah, I just see these things as like as that veil they were talking about starts to weaken, like they're right chomping at the bit waiting for that barrier and they're like the first things coming through yeah they're 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 awesome can i can i request the next one sure bullieth she's up at the top gotta do that to me i don't know how to say the name but i think she ties into the tuperculi so i thought absolutely fun so jesse balulith is that what they that's what we're going with balulith balulith Balulith. Balulith. 
I believe that's how they said it. Okay. Uh, looks right. Belualif. She is a ghoul, and her role is Beastmaster. She comes with a skeleton chimera, a bird on her wrist, a cage serpent, a bone handle knife, and she has two heads, one with a nose and one without a nose. And I'll jump right into the bio before we start diving into her because there's plenty to talk about with this figure. Um, when Necronominus was recalled to... Let me start over. When Necronominus was recalled to Mythos, he did not return alone. Loyal acolytes of the Lord of Death, who had been banished with him after the First Great War, returned as well, including the ghoulish child of Necronominus named Balulalith, a beastmaster who, com who commands a skeletal chimera, the Legion of Terpaculi, as well as other unnatural monsters that have not been seen in Mythos since the First Age. She she resumes her role as one of the generals in her father's undead army. <coughs> yeah. Woo. That was a tough one. But she deserves it because she's amazing. I know, I like I said, I got there late and she was already on the display table they had set up by the door. And that was the first one I, my, I keyed in on. I was like, what is that? She she controls the tuberculi, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean that's that's pretty badass, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, she comes with a full pet, which is supposed to be a, a chimera, and it is a um, skeletal, almost like beast dog thing with a snake tail tail that even has a skull on the end. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> It is. And she has three pets because she has the bird, the skeleton bird, and the skeleton snake in the cage in, on their back, which comes out of the cage. Oh, does it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bendy, but it, it, it's, it's like, posed in a coiled thing. I'd imagine someone will, like, get it on her arm. This thing has, like, a Tim Burton feel to me. Like a... Yeah. Corpse Bride type of... Yeah. Thing kind of, in a way. Yeah. I yeah, she's it. she's awesome. She has a whip, a really cool whip on her side. The belt has skulls on it. Um, just blue face, like a ghoul blue face. Um, kind of like a purple, a deep purple hair. Uh, some type of vulture that's on her wrist. And and the way that, however, they configured the um, the bone that holds the birdcage in the back. Uh, did you do you know more about that, Jesse? Like, what's going on there with that like setup? The thing, so there's like a bone piece that plugs into the, like the, the back port where you could, uh, put like the wing, not like the extender, not the, like the, the longer slit yeah. port. And that bone piece comes up with the hook that the cage can rest on. Um, and I think the cage comes apart, like the base, I think drops out. So you could have that snake coiled up on its perch, you know, standing separate. Um, and I think they even said she could hold that that bone thing and use it as like a club. It looks it. Yeah, it looks it. What's going on in that belt? There's like, I see like a tiny hand, a skeletal hand on the, on the, on the other hip opposite of the whip. It's hmm. like a loose hand hanging there. It's pretty wild. Oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah, just hanging there. That's sweet. 
maybe it's like a some sort of primate hand or something. Yeah. And am I am I right in saying it doesn't it looks like they did not well they couldn't have. They didn't reuse the Valak bird gimmick because that that was 1.0. So this is all new, right? I mean, it's the same type of gimmick. It still has a wrist thing that slides over her arm, but it don't it doesn't I don't know if it's this it can't be the same since this is a 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, and the the bird's actually molded to it, so or at least the the legs are. Yeah, I mean, well, those... Valak is too, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Cinder's yeah. Cinder's attached it as well. Yeah, I, was gonna so say, the... I didn't know you could remove it. I, I feel like they um, ruined their tooling budget with this character because there's so many new parts on this, and <laughs> I I look at it and I question right away, like, oh, where are they going to reuse that bird cage? <laughs> How what in a year from now we're going to see another character with a bird cage? But man, it's gorgeous, and that. And the pet, the, the Chimera, is like a, it's like a character of its own. I mean, it's almost like a whole other figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. the pauldron with that skull with the, like, the single horn coming out of the middle of its head. Like, is that supposed to be a, like, a baby unicorn or something? That's the vibe I'm getting out of it. Man. Woo. I'm excited. Again. Yeah. I think I'm going to say that a lot. And... Uh, check out her i i don't know i haven't looked at queen Urxa's hand her left hand the uh, the bearskin exposed one is that a new hand or is that just i feel like it is i, I noticed that too because it's almost like that claw gripping hand with the fingernails on it maybe it's a lithia maybe yeah. it's an alithia hand oh maybe okay yeah she i, I could see people later i could see people um painting her flesh you know instead of blue like that type like a whole new character like they do with Hagnot you know kind of like that type of thing I'm totally using that no nose head oh yeah definitely. that thing is, is is fun that thing's just fun how, how is it still kind of it's gross it's ugly it's still kind of pretty and it doesn't even have a nose I don't, I don't know I don't know do either that. yeah she's incredible she is also a consider she is also surprised at deluxe figure with all that stuff, I can't imagine her being anything else. And she is at $50 on the pre-order, which <laughs> that's unreal. I mean, yeah. I know I keep saying that, but come on, look at everything with this figure. Yeah, I'll I can't it. believe the prices on this entire wave. Um, they're all beyond uh, comprehension, in my opinion. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And I, I, I love that she's another child of Necronominus um, and that she's not a skeleton. That's where I think I was so surprised when I walked in that room. I was like, what's going on with that? Because it just didn't look like it fit, but they made it fit. They were, you know, that's, it's great. It's going to bring so much depth to the Necronominus wave now. I mean, it's like we got other yeah. things besides skeletons in there. And, and beyond that, it, humanoid skeletons is what, pretty much what we have already man we're going to be introducing some new things mm -hmm. and it's going to yeah. be fun yeah i mean just even in the bird cage when you look at the pool away when the the top is off the, the cage part and it has that beautiful like stump inside that the snake rests on um that's just the tension to detail that's incredible like that's phenomenal mm -hmm. great all right absolutely question not specifically about her, just something to think about. What happens with the other Dark Four 
when death comes for them. Mm. Hmm. So imagine works. death. I imagine death wants everything that's alive. But are they alive? Are they alive? Are they? Are they? I think so. I thought they were entities, like, like they're gods. Like Arthur is a well, god. Not, not them. Uh, like their armies. Like, yeah, they're hordes. Mm, like if, like Alithia, like Arathir. Yeah. Like if it, like I could see Necronominus going to consume all the, uh, you know, all the goblins and all the orcs. It it can't just stop with one race. Yeah, what happens when the when the orcs and the goblins are like, we don't want to, we don't want to be dead. Yeah, who knows? Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's uh, next year. We'll find out. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, maybe maybe that was why they had the big reveal at the end of GCon. Maybe that's yeah the big reveal reveal the big shocker mm, moment yeah. that we can get into later, right? Yeah. So let me. I'm gonna jump here to Maxilius the Harvester. Mm. All right. He is. Um. His race is unknown. From parts unknown. No. He's. His race is unknown. <laughs> he's a herald. Uh. He has a scythe and hourglass. He has two heads: eyeless skull and standard skull. And let's learn a little about him before the Lord of Death appears. There is Maximilius the Harvester. Necronominus comes forth to raise the dead and grow his army, and the harvester's job is to give his master fields of freshly reaped bodies to turn to his side. Maxilius is as unstoppable as the passage of time. He is a force of nature that cannot be reasoned with or slowed. He exists only to kill. Entire companies of knights have fallen at his feet as the harvester comes to reap. A scythe in one hand and an hourglass swimming with the souls of his victims in the other. When you hear the rattling of the bones he wears upon his chest, you know the harvester is close. <laughs> this guy is sinister. Yeah. He's a little scary. I love this figure uh, from so many stand from so many uh, different viewpoints. Um. It's really, it's really, really, really cool. Absolutely. Um, Let me describe him for yeah. our dear listeners. With so his his fully garbed attire, um, he has basically he's the Grim Reaper. He has a black hooded robe, which we've never seen before. That I'm assume that C. Jessam made, and I'm sure it's incredible as everything else we've seen from him. Um, he has this kind of pauldron contraption thing that is all bone everything on him is bone i know that was pointed out um they kind of flare up they it it almost has a time motif to it um where following the suit of the hourglass that he carries in the other hand as an accessory um he has the scythe obviously as the green reaper would and it's beautiful um he has a large front chest plate that looks like a um what are those things called? The uh, dream catchers. It looks almost like a dream catcher made of. It does. Bone, it looks like something uh, um, like a witch doctor might wear. Yes. You know, yes. like um, all these 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 uh, add-on pieces that are on him could be like that. They could be. I could see. I think of like Conan the Barbarian, and and when he meets the wizard on the he, I could see him wearing stuff like this, or you know. Absolutely. 
absolutely. And that that dream catcher is the center chest piece, and then it drapes down all the way to his feet with other skull type pieces. Um, and ribs coming off the side of that chest piece. Right, that follow almost like the opposite direction of the of nature's of the his ribs. They go downward, but they do wrap around. And I know we were all like trying to figure out what was going on with that piece, whether it was like a, a one big piece pauldron piece, the, the arm that went around the ne- the back, or if it was separate pieces. There's red feathers coming off the off the back of what looks like almost like a vertebrae in, in the rear area. It's very hard to describe. People just go on the website and look. Yeah, everybody that's listening to this, if you want to see what we're talking about, go to Source Horseman, go to the drop-down Mythic Legions, and then open up Waves and go into Necronominus, and you can follow right along with us. Absolutely. We probably should have said that from the beginning, but that's all right. Hopefully everyone knows that. That's for good podcasters to do. Right. And then we have almost like alt versions of him. And Jesse, you want to – oh, go ahead. Can I put a couple of more details there on the center Absolutely. of that, that dream catcher is like essentially like a baby troll skull. Oh, wow. Like the, uh, like the stone troll, like the, <laughs> yeah. And the, the pieces that are coming off his shoulder on the pauldrons that stick up like, like bone wings. If you look really closely, you can see their jaw bones because you can see little teeth on all of them. Oh, wow. I, I do. Yeah, like almost like a, a deer or some kind of animal like that, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So, and and the, the, the eyeless skull, like the, with the fused sockets, I I was fortunate to, to be at the table for this reveal, and um, I didn't realize it didn't have sockets until I saw it on the table later or even online the next day. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Do you do you want it? So they're, they're, they show almost three different versions. Do you want to tell us about those, Jesse? Cause you, you were there. I mean, you got to see this thing closer than all of us. Phenomenal. So, yeah, so you've got the full, the full decked out Maxilius, the Reaper look. I'm trying to like scroll on my mouse with my phone instead of the computer. And I'm like, why is this not moving? Um, so it's, it's as as Len was just describing that that full hooded with all the bone ornamentation and and everything, and then you can take all the bone accessories off, and take them down to just the bare bones, no pun intended. Minimum, you know, Grim Reaper look with just the black robe with the looks like a drawstring sash of some sort, and uh, the scythe, and you swap that other head on, and it just looks like your classic death. But then you take that robe off, and you you get a skull to toe bone figure every piece is is bone um so you get a completely uh articulated bone figure and they were all uh one point or 1.0 size so that you can take any of these bone parts and mix them with any of the standard 1.0 figures again i think the only thing that would be different is the the waist piece like the hips where it sockets into the spinal cord for that specific torso with the arms, the legs, the knees, the elbows, like all that stuff should fit on standard 1.0 figure. Yeah, he's that was like the big reveal, right? I mean, that was like the woohoo, the, the big like, here it is. You knew it was coming, a head to toe skeleton. You knew it had yeah. to be happen, and, and there it is. And, and not only is it just that, I mean, they could have just gave us 
um, here it is. This is our skeleton. But they give us like three almost like versions of it. And that's awesome. It's like the Mythos nesting doll. Exactly. I mean, the, the, go ahead, Steve. I just got a comment on on this skeleton. Uh, it It isn't your classic skinny looking looks like it's going to fall apart skeleton this this guy looks like he can kick some kick your butt i mean he's he's a, he's a, his bones are thick and we we know that, that some of that is probably just because it's a toy and it has to work but they leaned into it and they just made him yep. look like a bruiser and i love it and it's 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 really i didn't know how much i wanted a bear skeleton inside until i saw this bear skeleton Absolutely. They stayed very true to the look of the line, like the artistic, like um, over encompassing theme that we've seen since the beginning. And they, like you said, they could have gone a little skinnier, but that doesn't match with what we have like this. Who was it when we did the Q&A episode? I think it was J.B. Respunk was questioned why, you know, they were thicker. And he said maybe it's like an enchantment that the bones thicken to strengthen them. That you know, once they became skeletons, and yeah, I'll go with that because it looks badass, right? It totally looks badass, and I love that. Well, like the yeah, like the shins. You see, like the separate bones in the shins. It's not just just the straight. Same with the forearms. You've got the separate, the two separate pieces and everything, and all the little toe toe joints and everything you can see, like. I mean, it's an educational toy. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I have to. How many of these do I have to buy? A lot. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. And you can. You know why you can? Because this figure is only thirty-seven dollars. I mean, you're basically getting three. Look at the soft yeah. goods you're getting on it. Thirty-seven dollars. Yeah. Because you take these cloaks off and you can put them. You can use these cloaks on other figures, and you know. Yeah. You can have you... one set up like the. With all the bone cool parts over the cloak, and then you can have, you know, you can have, if you want your, your classic uh, Reaper, and then you can just, you know, who doesn't need a few of these cloaks laying around for other figures? Yeah, you slap some of those uh, bearded wizard, repaint those bearded wizards from the Poxus wave, and you make yourself some, like, evil, like, pagan druids or something, or, like, you know, like, evil priests or something um and just that all black robe you know yeah or go heroic and make them uh make you know if you buy five of these you don't need all the robes you got some uh like a an order of monks or something you know yeah i like that i like that too i like that jesse did they did they say anything about wiring is there any wiring in that robe i i think maybe in the hood okay I, i don't i don't remember um I think the cloak itself, just because it comes straight down, um, maybe, I don't think so. I think, like I said, maybe in the hood, but that might just be really nice stitching on that. I mean, I know it's nice stitching, but. Um, right. I didn't know yeah, if maybe I, the I, arms, maybe the arm, like at the at the bottom of the arm sleeve, sometimes they put it in there too. Yeah. I don't recall. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, we got some great skeletal hands in there, too. A pointing hand, so he can be pointing at people. That's pretty cool. And it's that finger's crooked just enough, so if you spin it upside down, it could almost look like that beckoning, like, come here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of thought went into these this whole line. The, the attention to detail again is absolutely incredible. So so cool. Yeah, let's see. We're never gonna get to the good guys here unless I uh, <laughs> unless I get moving. So I think we're left with the uh, the big bad, right? No, or should I do? I guess I should do his horse first. Is this cannabis? Mm-hmm. Cannabis. Cannabis is the undead horse. His role is being a steed. Um, he has no additional heads and no accessories besides what's really on him. As we know with the horses, they have the saddles, uh, stirrups, etc. The skeletal steed of Necronominus, Cannabis, is every bit the vision of horror that his master is. It is said that the clopping of Cannabis's hooves awakens the dead. And then the touch of his master's relic weapon, the God Razor, brings them back from the peace of the grave and makes them a soldier in his undead army. Once risen, they form up like supplicants behind the Lord of Death, moving in unison with the clopping of his pale horse. Hmm. So this guy, he's like, I mean, he's almost like the drum major. Like he's tapping the beat and these undead armies are um kind of like stumbling behind him to the rhythm of the horse beats which is that's, that's a pretty cool concept and you know this is it this is, the, this is what we weren't sure was going to happen some people said it was going to happen some people thought they knew it there was no way it was going to happen and we have a skeletal skeletal horse full exposed skeletal rib cage skeletal uh legs Skeletal hooves, skeletal head. Amazing, right? Yeah. So cool. So evil. Yeah, I think this is my favorite figure in the whole wave. Yeah, I got to have a couple of these. Like, in my collection. Like, I, I, I usually buy a couple of the horses, and I only open one. And I... But I think I got to have a couple of these on the shelf. Like... Like, maybe um, it would be fun to have, like, Necronominus on one and then have, like, the Grim Reaper riding another one and, um, you know, maybe somebody else riding a third. It would, you know, or maybe even put, gosh, what if you had one for every child of Necronominus? You'd have to have yeah. three extras, though. But, wow. Or what if you... you... Again, you could mix these parts with the other horses, so if you do the configurations right you could take part of like, you could make like a, a zombified horse where it's part got part of the living parts, part of the dead parts. Yeah. I'm, I'm nodding my head here. Absolutely. <laughs> it, I mean, there's, there's so many new parts. I mean, even the tail is new, right? It's got like a half wrap tail, which is really cool. Yeah. Is like, it's so beautiful, but like, it's also very uncomfortable to look at at the same time. The detail is so lifelike. I yeah. can't wait to hold one and see how that rib cage, you know, feels like is it is it is it hollow i mean and we know it's kind of hollow but i mean like is it going to be like squishy because of the plastic or is it going to be hard plastic or you know is it going to how i wonder how this is going to feel when we get it in our hands oh yeah. you didn't hold it they didn't let you hold it no they i mean no they they didn't this time they offered but i was uh, like nah i'll just uh, i don't, don't want to break it okay i didn't hold well, it that's right 
they're also like the the prototype, so it's not like the final materials, right? Right. Right. They were being very gentle with this, right? I mean, Joe was holding it like down, like it had to lay down because if it, it it was definitely an early prototype. Yeah. And he, yeah, it, it's amazing. I mean, the neck's different. The the armor on the um, back of the neck. This this. Like Jesse said, there's a, there's a lot of potential here to do some major popping and swapping to get really different looks on the horses we have. For I mean, sure. But uh, one of the Equidron, either the Equidron heads or the Phobus head, and do you know a repaint, and you'd have like a partially you know another. Well, even uh, Phlogus, uh has like a emaciated, almost bony looking face. Not this bony, but yeah, you could make some really interesting combinations. Yeah, it's it's awesome and. Cannabis is on uh, storehorseman.com for 65. That's almost free. That is almost free. Yeah. That's again <laughs> falls in line with the normal with what we've seen and it's it's a heck of a thing. Those horses if you don't have any because you don't have room, at least maybe try to make room for one. Absolutely. Okay, ready? <laughs> oh man. I don't even we, we do we have time to talk about this next one? Do we? I, I think so. I hope so. We gotta kinda end it. We gotta we gotta finish at least Necronominus here. <laughs> it's just we got so much de- detail. It's like uh, we, oh. we it's gonna take I us mean, we could... it's gonna take us an hour to talk about this thing. Yeah. All right, it's time to talk about big big daddy death here. Big Necronominus. Daddy. Is a racist skeleton and his role is God with a capital G. The last of the Dark Four to return to Mythos, Necronominus is the most powerful of these evil gods. While the Dark Four have no leader, they all defer to Necronominus. For all their powers lead to death, and that is his domain. A vision of pure horror clad in tattered vestments and wielding the mighty god Razor, Necronominus resurrects an army of the undead to follow behind him. They are all mindless they are all mindless force totally devoted to the Lord of Death and his children, an army that swells as fallen foes are touched by the dark magic of the God Razor to become soldiers for the congregation of Necronominus. Yeah, he's evil. A little bit. A little uh, bit evil. And we're dealing with mostly skeletal creature here. Um ridiculously ornate um a little bit taller than everybody else uh they i think they lengthened his legs or something if i remember right to to make him just have a little bit above the other figures um yeah I mean, maybe the shins are where they did it it looks like it might be and i mean we're talking bone wings on this guy uh ridiculously crazy uh wired uh clothing red and purple and black maybe uh obviously done by c jesm and with all these like wired ribbony looking things flying off them crazy staff that or sith i guess like but it's it's not the same sith that came with the other figure because they actually showed us them by side by side this one's a little more ornate, I think a little bit more bigger, a little bit more extreme. Um, he, he's, 
I don't know what to say. I, I can't describe them. You're going to have to look at the picture. I mean, we can describe yeah. them. But it, there's just too much here. It's it's like, boom, hit you in the face crazy. Yeah. he's. I think you said it hit it right on the head, Steve, when you said ornate. I mean, that's what took me right away because it was. It, he's a little fancier than I imagined he would be and more colorful. I didn't picture that many colors. Yeah. For all the people who are fans of like metal, especially like '80s metal and stuff, like this is if if there was an antithesis to the Pope to lead your undead armies, it's this guy. It is the showiest, showy character I think that they have given us. Yeah, and most yeah. of him is skeleton, and you know, but just yeah, those ornament, those robes with all the separate different like, see, was all the different ribbon parts coming down and like the bone like uh tassel things coming out. I I, re- I know it's called the congregation of Necronominus, so it's always had like a religious vibe to it. But in this wave, I feel like they've really especially with him and Maxilius played up that kind of ceremonial um look and, and feel to all of these, uh which just it just makes it all even more creepy to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I I've already commissioned a local um pinstripe artist to put this on the side of my van. <laughs> what what I think is funny that kind of you know takes the edge off him is I picture him as badass as he is, like working with his tailor and being like, no no I want a little <laughs> bit of a it's just a little gold stitching right here and he's like real because <laughs> he's 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 definitely he's definitely a show off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at that belt. I mean, the belt is just phenomenal, right? Come on. I mean, it's like a lot of paint app just yeah. from the belt alone. His belt and then the yeah, thing that... fused skulls. Yeah. Hangs over... The, the, the part that hangs down looks like it, it's a bunch of, like, bones. Like a little scarf, I guess you maybe you call it. It kind of... I don't know if it hangs over the back of his neck or or what, but it's crazy. Yeah, the tabard that runs down the front is like all little finger bones, maybe. It's like all different little bones. Yeah, tabard. That's I a don't, word. I don't want to insult anybody's religion, but it, it makes me think of, I mean, of of like, maybe I shouldn't say this. It, it reminds me of like the, the Jewish robes with like the blue and white. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, like the Jewish priests. Like, yeah, like in Indiana Jones, you know, you see the way... Uh, Belloc is dressed at the end. It just, again, yeah, all those little bones and how they're all just stitched together, and that is just, oh, it's so creepy. Yeah, no, he's got a super tall hat, reminiscent of uh, his daughter, but this one's even cooler and crazier. Yeah. yeah, I love that, Lynn. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's, it's, you know, we said last in the, in the prediction episode when we were talking um, about predicting and um, we said I kind of was the one that said, I think he's going to look like the faction logo because that's what we get. We, we've been getting like, you know, the faction logo is kind of the face, but I didn't know how they were going to do that with this. And, and and I think, Steve, you said, well, I could, it's going to have like a skeletal, almost spider thing behind it because it has to match that faction logo that, that Nate did. And. Man, they, they did it. They they did it, but they did it in a way that it just it far exceeds what I ever could have imagined it would look like from from the headpiece to to everything. 
I, I, I flipped to the, the picture where it's like showing the back. If you guys zoomed in on the back of the like the collar and the headpiece. Yeah, it's got like a little little skeletons. It's got like three little skeletons right at the base of his neck and then golden wings, which I feel, you know, ties into Etheron. And then underneath all those gold bones running up to the spike of his his cap, his helmet, it looks like entrapped wings underneath those bones, those gold bones. Yeah, that's awesome. They they definitely um, went far beyond what I ever thought they would with the gods, with the different gods. And they, they pushed the envelopes of what the figures could be from, from Aerithia all the way till now, really, right? I mean, they're just... That's, you could tell that's where they poured a lot of their artistic, like, almost heart and soul into the, this final, like, god character. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, how much time did, did Treadway spend just on just on, this fig- just on this figure? Oh, just on the headpiece, right? I mean, look at, like, the scythe. Like, I mean, that's probably, like, a, a ten minutes of work for him. No, I was going to say a day or two <laughs> or three. But it's just, yeah, it's phenomenal. Because yeah, the the top of that, where the scythe attaches to the handle, is another little skeleton, basically him holding <laughs> the, yeah. another scythe. Yeah. <laughs> so let me see here. Necronominus on storehorseman.com is a deluxe, of course, and he is sixty dollars. <laughs> that that's a lot of figure for sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. Right. And and the other cool thing, and, and people should not sleep on this and should not overlook this. In the pre-order, and this is not part of the all-in, they have the two packs. So if you like this to display in box, as we've seen before, that with all these God series figures, if you liked it, you can get the horse and the rider for 110. And that's awesome because you're basically saving money, but it even looks cool they're cool display pieces and a lot of people slept on the last two i'm sure they didn't you know sleep on the last on um poxis but uh it's a really cool thing if you like to display them in box so buy both get the all in and get this too (laughs) yeah do it yep all right do it switching gears right (laughs) yeah we're switching switching it up here we're going to go with the good guys. Bring in the good guys. All right. So if I may, I am going to start with Sir Elijah. Raised on a farm on the open plains of Etheros, Sir Elijah grew up around horses, and he became an equestrian whose skills were second to none. It is therefore no surprise that this young man was eventually recruited into the ranks of the Templar emissaries, a subsect of the Templars of Ethereon. The emissaries travel the realm carrying important messages and items at the behest of their faction's leadership. In addition to his skills as a rider, Sir Elijah is also fluent in a variety of, lang- of tongues and more than capable of defending himself and the important messages he carries. Sir Elijah is a human messenger. He comes with sword, shield, dagger, sheath, hammer. He has two heads, one helmet, one unhelmeted with chain mail cloth. So Sir Elijah was the is is the one of the first ones that we saw with the 
utilizing a, a little bit different of a of a head scheme, right? Um, as far as how he works, he has a chainmail covered hat, like basically your chainmail um, head, and then he also has a his face is a faceplate, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. And he also and that, comes with a helmet, another helmet. So he has a full helmet, like bucket helmet head. Now that's a new one. Yeah, that's cool. totally new. That is that is super cool. Look, has like a jewel in the forehead almost, right? I'm yeah. seeing. Yeah, this is. I'm gonna use that word again. It's very much more ornate than the other Templar helmet bucket heads we've had. Right, and he has the smaller, the slimmer shoulder pauldrons, which are very cool. Um, the chainmail piece is like a flat, like chip piece that goes over uh, the quaff that goes over like a neck gaiter type of thing. That's mm-hmm. a separate piece, right, Jesse? Oh, yeah, the coif? Yeah. Yeah. And then he yeah, has... It's like, uh, um, it's like the leather one on Sir Bardrick, but it goes, you know, it's it's bigger, so it goes across the shoulders a little bit. Yeah, that's really cool. I know people have been wanting that for a while, and he has a really badass Warhammer that's very realistic. It's not over-stylized, oversized. It's like a real what I would consider a very authentic type of weapon. And he has a new kite shield that we haven't seen before. That That's much more innate than the kite shields we've seen. And I believe with that, with this shield, I, I didn't get to see it happen in person, but apparently the boss pops out. So the shields are even like pop and swappable to an extent. Yeah. The little symbols in the center of the shield can be swapped. Oh, wow. That's so that cool. yeah, so that that disc in the middle, the boss like pops out, and the handle still plugs into it. But then you can, so if you like that for people who don't like painting, you can swap those colors with the other shields that have that similar um system built into it. Very cool. Do you one of you guys that more um, that do you want to talk about the soft goods on this? Jesse? Sure. Yeah, I I think the uh, soft goods are really cool. Um, I love the soft good look of the regular figures like the the classic templar look i think that's a really cool look the way they were able to sculpt that in there um but seeing this this almost feels historical other than the helmet maybe being more ornate with like that jeweled piece like you were saying on this feels very much down to earth i should run this one but my brother is a history professor specializing in medieval history and see what he thinks of this one um, but yeah. yeah, just seeing that red with the split down the middle on the lower portion. So I believe it's two pieces. So the upper piece it just kind of socks around the the torso, which I believe they said was a new torso, but I don't remember what it looked like. Um, so it's it's not as bulky as the classic 1.0 torsos. Oh, okay, that makes um, sense. And then and then the waist piece they said functions kind of like the. Uh, the Artemis two, where it kind of sits under the belt when you when you pop the the waist piece apart. And so it's all not new... a, it's not it's two pieces the soft goods underneath. It's not like a pat. It's not passing through the belt system. It's 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 two separate pieces. Correct. That, okay, yeah, that I believe sense. there's like a hole that there's a hole in the the bottom of the torso for the ball joint to go in, and then of course like for the neck and the arms on the upper part. So you could take them off if you wanted to. Um, and they said that there, it is, it is sculpted underneath, mm-hmm. but I don't think, oh, it, really? I don't think we ever saw what it looked like. Um, yeah. 
Cool. One thing as of note is, I mean, if you're looking at the arms and the legs and everything you can see here, it's all new. This isn't the same old night pieces we've gotten before. Um, amped up articulation. Um, Treadway was talking about it being to go, you know, the, the elbows can bend past a 90 now. He says the the shoulders uh, have more movement. You can do double uh, double handled sword holding with these. Um, the legs are also have increased um, articulation. So wow. not only does this thing look good, and it basically is you know super cool and super awesome looking armor. It's also going to be capable of doing more clothing. Not to mention the freedom of having cloth goods instead of instead of the plastic also gives is going to give you some uh, some more range of motion so yes steven being the master poser that you are how excited are you to get this I can't in your hands wait to get these guys into some crazy poses <laughs> i'm gonna have some some fun i can't wait to see what you pose these like and i gotta say this head sculpt uh, i mean if you're not looking at this this isn't like a what we would call an america african-american looking uh guy and he is tough looking he looks like he is not going to take no guff from nobody he is i really love i'm really a fan of this face um, it's a beautiful face it has so has a lot of character it's very nice yeah the green eyes are a really nice touch i, I think i agree you know i like that they went with you know something different than maybe the typical color scheme for the eyes and they just really stand out, and I, I, the the detail in the bio where he's, it says that he's fluent in multiple languages and you know capable to defend himself in the messages. It's like it, it, I I like the story where this is going with this guy. Yeah, oh. I agree. And Len, since you said it, the faceplate. Um, I know they showed it at PowerCon. I know you weren't there, but they showed like the the headpiece and the collar sure. like the coif as a separate thing without the faceplate in it are as a a third-party maker are you are you excited to to be able to play with that oh absolutely i mean it opens up a whole new uh world of custom customization for these you know i, I and even even beyond what i do um i could see the horseman Maybe maybe down the line a year or two, like doing almost like a face place pack, you know, where where they don't have to do a full head. They can offer two plates for the same cost as doing one full head. So like there mm -hmm. there can just be this wonderful amount of you know interchangeability with with all these parts. You've given us even more of what we love, right? Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine them giving us like a a pack that has like ten plates, all different faces on it, and you could take oh. ten. 10 uh, Templars, and you could have every one of them looking different. That would be awesome. Yeah. You know, you could make your... You pop Vampire Knights in there, or any of the other races. You know, you could put anything in that. You know, it wouldn't even have to be human or, or humanoid, you know? Right, yeah. You can just think outside the box totally with it, and do a whole lot with it. Sir Elijah is on Store Horseman, and he is... Again, only $37 with all those soft goods, all those accessories, all those new sculpts, better articulation than what we've seen. That's a bargain. That's that's like the cost of what, like a Black Series figure nowadays? Yeah, it's really like, it's kind of yeah. like, it's almost like a 2.0 of 1.0. <laughs> exactly. It's like 1.2.0. <laughs> all right. I am going to move on to 
Sir Alderic. Did I say that right? Alderic? Sure. Uh, Alderic? I don't know. Alderic. A-D-A. Adelric. Alderic. Sir Alderic. We'll go with that. Adelric. Adalric is what I would call him. Adalric. Who are you? My name is Sir Adalric. (laughs) My name is Sir Adalric. I'm a human champion. (laughs) As hoity and proud as he is wealthy, Sir Adalric is one of the richest individuals in Etheros. Having made his fortune in shipping, Sir Alderic's favor was coveted by the corrupt individuals who sought to gain control of the faction. He snubbed these advances, and he could not be bribed, for he had more riches than all of the corrupt politicians combined. Instead, instead, Sir Alderic gave generously to the arts and to the charities of Etheros. Now that the order is back on the righteous path, this lavishly dressed knight uses his wealth and his sword arm to defend the cause of the crowned eagle. Mm. Ooh, so, Sir Alderic, he's, he's a... He's a fancy guy, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Can I be honest and say that I'm going to be honest to say that I saw this when I first saw this, I was like, eh, because, you know, I mean, the colors are, he just seems a little over the top, a little bit, I don't know. But then when I heard his bio, it all clicked on why he looks the way he looks. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, yep, I love him. Yep. I mean, you describe, describe anybody as haughty, and I'm going to be like, yeah, I like that character. Because I, <laughs> I just I find those those kind of people, those kind of characters, uh, they're always funny and fun and uh, a little pompous. I like that. It's it's always, you know, my favorite my favorite Disney character is Gaston. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> this, this guy, after reading that, I'm like, all right, I'm on board. This is going to be fun. Right. But unlike Gaston, this guy's got a heart of gold, right? He's funding the arts. He's helping educate people. Yeah, that, I, yeah, and I love that too. And the duality of a personality, you know. I mean, I'm assuming this guy's arrogant and kind of everything else, but not a bad guy. And and it, I find that very fun. Definitely. For for our listeners, this is a knight, and he has a a white, teal, and purple color palette. And silver, which is just incredible. I mean, we definitely have not seen this palette before. Um, my first thought is almost like Mardi Gras, right? Like it has that like type of like color scheme to it. You know, my um, first thought was the original Night Builder has that torso that's very similar in color to the blue, yeah. the turquoise, I guess. Doesn't yeah. it? I mean, you know, so I thought, I thought, okay, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the that's the 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 configuration I have my night builder in. So I'm like, huh, maybe I'll put them side by side. I don't know. Yeah. Good call. 1.2.0 type of thing. Yeah. He's got a really cool helmet, um, where the faceplate comes down and you can see through it to actually still see his face. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm digging those, that soldier shoulder pauldrons. Mm -hmm. They're very cool. They have wings coming up. Yeah. I mean, this guy sounds like, you know, like the snotty rich kid that, that 
you know, just kind of lords it in everybody's face how much money they have, but, like, also invites everybody to their parties. Um, you know, yeah, he's got the best horses, the best weapons, the best armor, but he'll also ride in and help defend you at the same time. Like, <laughs> it's like you, yeah. you want to punch him, but you're glad he's on your side. <laughs> yeah, he, he exactly. gives us all new plumes, too, like a tri-feather plume. Which is very cool. His it's interesting because the, the the shoulder armor has um it's kind of asymmetrical because it has a um like a badge like a very large like eagle badge on one of them that's not on the other almost like a jousting type of like defense maybe. Yeah. I wonder if that's Absolutely. removable. It's probably a separate piece, but it's probably glued, like we saw with a. Uh, Valagar, you know, with those with the wings or with what's on him. Yeah, he's neat, and he has the uh, faceplate too, right? He has the faceplate. He does, we but if I remember that. right, it is not swappable with the other one. Oh, okay. Because different different shaped yeah, helmets. Yeah, his helmets. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and is he? Are we going to talk ahead. about the the special reveal that came at the very end? Yeah. All right. Because I don't remember which ones those went with. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So this, so Sir Alderic is also a thirty-seven dollar figure, and that's a lot of paint app for thirty-seven dollars. That's all I'm saying, mm-hmm. folks. It's a beautiful figure. Uh, next up, we are going to go to. Let's just jump right in it. Let's do it. Do with the big guy here. Hmm? Let's go with the big guy. The big guy. Right the big guy. Okay. Either of you guys have this name down. Feel free to jump in. <laughs> Sir Uxak. Sir Uxak. Sound good? I, I don't. That works for me because I, I do not know. I think it's Ook. I don't know if it's Ookzak or Ookzik. Ookzik. I like Ookzik. Sir Ookzik. I like that. Let's go with that. He's an ogre, and he's a paladin. His only accessory is his holy hammer. Holy hammer! And if you if you see it, you're that's exactly what you're gonna say is holy hammer. Exactly. <laughs> Once as evil and savage as the rest of the impure, the ogre named Uxak was visited in his sleep by a vision of a golden bird wreathed in flames that cleansed rather than consumed. Waking from his dream, Ukzak immediately made his way to Etheros. Seen as a threat and turned away, the the ogre found a simple hut in the mountains where where he made his home. Combing over Sorry, guys. Where he made his home, combing over prayer books and collecting trinkets left behind by a mystic who had found enlightened many year, who had found enlightenment many years before travelers through the land told the strange tale of the remote hut and the devout ogre who now prayed to Etheron. these tales eventually made their way to sir gideon heavensbrand and the leader of the order sought out the ogre and bade him return with him to the crown city today the paladin known as sir ugzak is one of the most faithful and the most powerful warriors fighting for the legions of light. Ooh. So this is, he, he was a little shrecked, right? 
the little yeah. shrek thing in his hut all by himself <laughs> yeah. this guy was one of the awesomest reveals they did at gcon um he is uh of course he's ogre scale and he's an ogre scale knight which i i think that really surprised a lot of people i know some people said it but i don't think anyone really thought of, that it would happen or that it would look like this because this guy's a beast he has the beautiful white and gold and purple color scheme a giant hammer how big is that hammer it's Huge. it's it's like a base. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a hardball. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you can build a house with that hammer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks like you ripped off a, a jet engine and strapped it to a, a shaft. You know. Yeah. yeah. He's 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 so well done. I mean, he's giving us um, armored thighs. Or I mean, it. I feel like every piece is new on this, but the feet, right? I mean gotta be right i mean i i, I, I so. feel like everything's yeah. new on this but the feet um the, the the shoulder pauldrons are amazing the the chest like the front chest piece is so well sculpted and has so much detail in it that it almost i don't think it says it does it say anything i mean it almost has like w like words mm -hmm. on no it does i'm thing. looking at it right it now does. it says divinus imperium well there you go the helmet the 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 neck like guard is very ornate and just fits it so well he even has soft goods he has soft good um the loincloth front and back is like this beautiful like purple satin he's, i think gorgeous i think treadaway described him as a walking cathedral and mm -hmm. i think that fits him and i think that's perfect it's it's badass i mean yeah. I want to see what he looks like under the helmet. I agree. Well, he's an ogre, right? We know that. Yeah, but I want to see what, you know, that that sounds like a fun one. Right, because he's not a half giant. He's an ogre. Yeah, I'm so assuming yeah, he's, he's green. He's green, green under there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. And, and as we know, um, this figure is based off of one of the um, friends and employees of the, of the studio. And that is Greg, the brute scale, big Greg. Yep. And, and we all know Greg and this is the, he, he, they brought him up there at, at G con to, to show this. And, and I thought Greg was going to cry. I, I, he was very, very taken. His face was worth a million words at yeah. that point when he saw this. It's like his face, as soon as they real he realized what the letters were in that name. It's like his face froze in a Skype call on his, his regular face for like the next four hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this this guy's phenomenal. Pretty cool. And Pretty cool and you know. That hammer has that almost Odin looking, you know, holy warrior like face with the wings coming off the helmet look. That's so cool. Yeah, he's he's super cool. He's got a great story too. They worked a little bit of Greg into the story, too, where he collects trinkets, because as we all know, Greg has a massive collection. He has a huge mm -hmm. figure collection. Um, it's a beautiful figure. I, I mean, you know, how many of these are you going to buy, Steve? Got to have at least, I'm going to get at least two. 
probably I'd like to get four. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I could see that. I mean, he, you know, he looks like he looks very paintable. Yeah. Because there's a lot of raised lines that you can just do that easy fill, yeah. like almost. I almost want to say like a, you know, coloring book style, like where you're staying in the lines, but it has that, and that's that's nice. Like that's a really cool thing. Not saying he'd be easy to paint, but he, he looks very paintable. And let's yeah. see it. Score horseman. Go ahead, Jesse. I was gonna say. I I, I think is I think people trying to paint him are gonna cry. Just because of how many details are 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 on him. Yeah, well, but some you, guys like that. You got to play that True. trick. You got to play that trick yeah. and hide hide de- hide some details or let them fade in the back and bring out others and make it look like a whole new sculpt. Sure. Yeah, and depending on how you paint it, yeah, you can totally make things disappear and and, and show up. Yeah, he is phenomenal. On storehorseman.com, he is only sixty five dollars which is what we've seen with the other um, named or non-basic ogres before, which is, that's a whole lot of figure. Like, I know I've said it before, but that is a whole lot of figure for $65. And I think, I think they alluded, did they not say Jesse, that this is going to be that pearlized armor? Like, like we see on, I believe they, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be the same, but they said close to, um, was it Sergnatius? Sergnatius, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking it's, about. It's like a similar, a similar look to that, I believe, is what they said. Phenomenal. All right, I'm going to move oh, on here. I just you before you move on, I just realized. No, go ahead. I just realized that maybe you guys said this because I was reading the bio when you guys were talking a little bit, but I just realized that the Heaven's Brand sword is in the middle of his armor. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Right there. I've taken the, because this is mythos and it's not our world, the different symbols that they've used that are from our world mean different things. You know, how they say Alithia's, you know, the purple cross on, uh, the three-armed cross on, on Voliger one, or, um, yeah, is supposed to be like a stylized version of her with her multiple arms. So I'm imagining that the Templar crosses are meant to be the Heaven's Brand sword as opposed to, like, obviously a Christian cross. Yeah, sure. it's funny. It's funny you say that because I know from talking to some friends, like, and this is going way back to the the message board days before there was Facebook groups and whatnot. That was a topic of discussion with the Templars. Like, some people didn't want that cross because they didn't want that reality. Like, you know, they thought that that mm-hmm. like having that cross would would bring our reality into this fantasy. And I think that's what Eric and and the guys said that no what Jesse just said. I think they pretty much back that up, you know, that this oh, okay. is the way it's going to be more or less. I think that's, I'm pretty sure we'd have, we would need the expert. We need Jeremy to confirm that because his, his knowledge <laughs> goes that far back. Probably Patrick could help with that too. But yeah, I, I remember like their talk of discussion of such things. All right. So we're going to move on to the, perhaps the easiest name to pronounce of all of them. And that's Bishop. <laughs> Bishop. Bishop. He's a horse, and his role is steed. The mighty steed known as Bishop was born lame in the stables of the Heaven's Brand family. Set to be put out of his misery, a young Gideon pleaded that the fowl be given a chance. The stable master told the boy he could pray that night, but come morning, the horse would need to be put down 
Gideon stayed by the white horse's side that evening, praying con continually until sleep overtook him. When he woke, the horse was miraculously cured, and it was deemed that the healing touch of Etheron himself could be seen in this miracle. Since that time, Sir Gideon and Bishop have been inseparable. They ride into battle as one, their hearts pure and true, for they know that faith has the power to turn away even death. Sweet. Beautiful. Now, did they reveal these together, guys? Did they do Sir Gideon and Bishop together, or did they do Bishop first? No, they did Bishop first. This was my uh, my figure that I got to be up there when... Oh, well, well. They, yeah. Pretty big deal, huh? Very big deal. And So why don't you tell us about him? He's beautiful. Um, he, he's he's amazing. His soft goods are like super duper cool. There's layers of soft goods here. The tassels that are hanging on the bottom just set it off. His armor is just you know I mean it's 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 so cool and and ornate and yet tough looking. Um, I love the fact that we now have a white horse. Um, a white horse just seems very fun. It's just, that's always that kind of symbol of purity, the white horse. I think Gandalf and um, Shadowfax and, yes. you know, I, it's just, it's just super, it's super cool and it's super fitting for its rider. And um, I'm really happy that this horse looks like this because it's, it's, it's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and the accessories, like, I mean, we're getting a lance, which a lot of people have been waiting for. Yeah. Yeah, and the lance is cool, and uh, they were showing off the different, the ability to be able to swap out the ends on the lance. You know, maybe further down the line, we might get different ends to put on those lances and have them look different. Oh, they said that? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool, because right now it has almost like a, like a fork, like a, a four tined fork coming out of it. That's pretty, pretty wicked looking. And there's a, there's a swappable mane. So if you want to take the armor off and put a white mane on Bishop, you can do that. And of course it has gorgeous paint apps all around. I mean, not just the actual base horse figure, but it looks like beautiful paint apps going on on the armor too. Yeah. And they did, they did bring out, the first Heaven's Brand and put him on it so you could kind of get a uh, kind of a visual of what it might be sort of like because they obviously couldn't put the prototype of uh, the what the figure to come. We're going to talk about oh, it here okay. in a second. They didn't put that on it, but um, yeah, I'm excited. Beautiful for soft this. goods. Beautiful soft goods. I assume again, C. Jessam did the soft goods. Jesse, what do you think? I I was. Uh when they first introduced Sir Elijah and said he was uh, an equestrian, I thought the horse they were going to reveal was going to be for him. And then I saw this and I was like, there's no way that's going to be for him. And then, you know, it turns out to be Sir Gideon's, which of course, and that story is beautiful. I think someone called it like the old yeller of mythos story, but with a happy ending. Um, yeah. This horse, the figure is just gorgeous. Like, yeah, the, the armor on the head, how it looks like actually like movable segmented pieces um just a little silver flower or like fleur up in the centerpiece on the forehead the highlight like the blue the blue gems or whatever by the ears it's just 
Yeah, the soft goods are great, and I believe they said the soft goods were wired, so you could have the different layers. Oh, wow. For posing, you could look like you know the wind was catching them at different ways, and um, all the uh, you can take all the soft goods and the armor off and have just a bare you know white horse and put that other main on. So if you got multiple, you know you'd have you could have bishop, and then you could have just other white horses that aren't as armored, or switch these on to Balius or any of the other horses to give more uh orders Ebron mounts um uh, different colored horses yeah that's that's beautiful and and the more there are the more options we have to make different things with uh bishop is again on pre-order for store horseman and again as the other horse 65 and again that that's a lot of stuff on there for 65 i mean so they're adding soft goods they're, they're adding more armor yeah, price the the way they're holding their prices is it's unseen. Pra- it's yeah, unseen, we, we really. Really can't praise that enough. When we see it, like you know, I, I I was just out today and I was in the one of the big box stores and I mean, there's there's figure lines I'm looking at that I'm just like you know I, I'm not doing anymore because they're they've priced up, which I don't blame them. I mean, I know that's the way the world is, but man, there's some lines that I just can't like warrant that, you know. Well, I mean, just even look at what you get with a Mezco. You know, oh, easy, easy. I like Mezco. I mean, I, I buy them, so I mean, I'm not. But I mean, seriously, I mean, it's getting to the point where you're gonna pay over a hundred dollars now for pretty much any Mezco, and I know they've got soft goods and everything, but now Mythics are getting a lot of soft goods and a lot of, a lot of great stuff too, and all this beautiful sculpting and the size of things, and and, and I mean, it's it's kind of amazing, really. Yeah, it really is. All right, we ready? Yeah, we're ready. The man, the guy, the man with the stash. Yeah, I want to know about, I want to hear from you on this guy, Len. All right. I want you to tell me that you don't like this stash. I can't say that. I might break my rule. (laughs) (laughs) Or I might, or I might have you paint a little bit down off the corner of the stash to make it. So it hints that he has a goatee. Get somebody else. I refuse. <laughs> because his chin is covered. He could have a goatee. I refuse. It's a stash. No, I don't make me paint it myself because I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for you. Okay. It's kind of like a Fisto, right? The Origins Fisto. Was it Origins Fisto that yeah, needed he, that little bit of help yeah. with his mustache? With his uh, with his sideburn. Right. Yeah. yeah it was a little, little off there. All right, let's do this. Sir Gideon Heavensbrand 2. The dark days of the Order of, of Theron are now in the past, thanks to the leadership of Sir Gideon Heavensbrand, a selfless man whose conviction and faith are unwavering. It is in his example that is... It is his example that is needed as the darkness of Necronominus return and death itself walks once again in mythos. Sir Gideon's faith shall be tested, yet it shall not break, even as the dead rise from their graves and stand against him on the field of battle. Leading an army of knights, templars, mystics, and and paladins, Sir Gideon and the Order of Etheron march to meet the horrors of the congregation, bringing the purifying light of the crowned eagle with them. So this is a guy that can get it done. I love this figure. Mm-hmm. 
yeah this this one is the this is the showstopper um as much as he should be because anytime you upgrade a already amazing figure you better pull out all the stops and they absolutely did it's so crazy that you can think of a figure like Necronominus himself who we you know we discuss how ornate that figure is and then give us this and it's like it's ornate it's just as ornate in a completely different way um it ties together so good anytime I think of this line this is the figure I think of it's I think this might be it might be, it'll probably be the first figure I open when I get these figures. I, I, I really want, I really love this guy. I agree. And his mustache. <laughs> yeah, it's an absolutely beautiful figure. I mean, it's just, it, it's, there's so much to look at, you know, between the, the eagle crest pauldron and the shield with that that 3d embellishment you know that extra like they've been doing with the new the new faction leader re-releases has just been it's just incredible and, and i i don't have a heaven's brain sword or this character myself so i'm really excited to get him um and just that bio i mean he reads like if like gandalf and aragorn were like one character you know yeah 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 his his visor comes down you can see through it um, he has the, the, the wings on the wing, uh, helmet attachments. He has like a Eagle, um, crest on top of the helmet. That's phenomenal. And, and like Jesse said, the pauldron, the Eagle pauldron is amazing. Uh, soft goods again, like have like a contrast stitch that really makes him pop. And Steve, talk a minute about that alternate head. The alternate, the alternate head is, is so tough. Um, I love his hair. It's kind of longer, dark hair. Yeah. They got a piece hanging down over his, you know, one side of his face. Uh, his head, his face just looks chiseled and tough. Uh, he's got himself, his mustache is cooler than Tom Selleck's. Um, he's, he's like, man, I wish I was him. I want to be a hero like this guy. This guy's this guy is 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 just he. You just you looked. At, he's a he's a that face just. You look at him and you see strength and it's perfect. It's beautiful. And if I keep talking, I might cry. <laughs> look at look at the look at the um the elbow armor. It's 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 uh, eagle. You know, it has the eagles on the elbow armor. Yeah. And just all the detail in the new arms itself, like beyond the elbow, but like the. I don't know is that filigree or whatever it would be like on the sure, like yeah. near the shoulder under the pauldron just all that little the little tiny gold detail gold details we've seen on the other ones but then that extra extra stuff around there and like the wrists it's just it's insane the detail yeah. in this thing it's on the it's on the shins too it, it follows down yeah. to like the, you know the tops of the shins just tons of detail it, it's and it you know what it, what's amazing it's not overdone to the point of it doesn't look like it fits in the line, right? It, it still really fits, but it's just more. Well, especially alongside Leodiceus, the new Leodiceus and everything right. else. You know, these bosses have been kind of, you know, amped, yeah, bossed up. And it, it, yeah. it really looks cool. Giant asymmetrical eagle pauldron. I mean, come on. he's He's just tough. 
Yeah. Is that a is that a new um neck armor too? Or is that have we seen that before? I think that's unique to him so far. I think so too. It seems to have like a pattern on it that would fit his armor more. Yeah, we haven't seen that. You know those cross straps that go over I mean Whew. Yeah, I'm gonna start crying too, I think. So Jesse, you're saying like the um do you think that eagle is on the shield is is removable, like and it would plug into another kite shield? Is that what you think? Um, I'm not sure. I know they were specifically talking about the ones that had like that round that round disc, sure, with like the the rivets around it and like the um, I don't know those like these these look like they're attached. I I would hope these would be attached. I didn't know if it would have like a plug behind it and that would come off and you can change them on different ones or not. It's hard to say it, until we get it, right? It might be because it looks like the base shield is the same. That's what I was thinking. But if I look at the inside of it, though, I think the other ones had a finished inside where it was actually painted. But the, mm. the reverse side of this shield, I'm trying to catch a glimpse. It doesn't look like it is. So maybe it's not. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, that... that um unhelmeted head is awesome i think that's 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 like the magnus head of this line we're gonna see that on different figures we're gonna see that going into other lines and this guy is a come on like what what do you think steve what do you think this guy costs on um storehorseman.com oh man i think he probably should cost about 55 bucks you would think you'd think he's only he's only 37 that's ridiculous I was thinking it would be more like 50 or even 45 like we saw on one of the other ones. Yeah. It's it, the the it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that you could easily justify buying multiples of him and and having tons of parts to use because that price is at the point where you buy multiples. Sometimes I'll waver on some of the deluxe like Necronominus like I like at 60 I, I I'll have multiple but like two but with something at 37 i mean you know yeah man looking looking at sir alderic's shield it almost looks like that base shield is the same it's not yeah. the same as uh the templar one but it's very it either is the same or it's very close to what uh, alderic or whatever his name is is um carrying there yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it's the if, even if it's the same shield as the um, the tactics, uh, you know the uh, Gorgo two and um, yeah. Odysseus, like yeah. maybe maybe that's where the the that's coming from. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. Definitely gonna buy more than one of him. He needs a. You can buy multiples and you make him like a uh, guards, like you know his official like Heaven's Brand guards with the with the full helmet. Maybe um, I'm sure there's a bucket head in there somewhere we can. Put on this guy and make him into a generic like heaven's guard yeah super yeah, cool very well cool. well that was cool that's the end of the line there's nothing more to talk about right nope nope nothing more unless you want to know about the all-in oh just the real all... quick on store horseman the all-in yeah is a is is at the bargain price of 560 dollars yeah I mean, we've seen $500 all-ins. That's about your norm for these larger waves. 
but I mean, you know, the 60 is going to cover everything else that's coming. I mean, there's a lot of deluxe and and what medium deluxe in here that that warrants that extra not, 60. Not to mention the ridiculous tooling, new tooling costs and the Knights of Etheron hands pack, the weapons pack, and the uh, skeletal hands and feet pack. Yeah, which is I'm very excited about. I love the hands. Yeah. Hands are, I mean, ever since they started doing these expressive hands, I take all I can get because they're so cool. Yeah, they're I mean, very it's, cool. It's an all new style of armor uh, sculpt too. Yeah. For so the, the big reveal, the big reveal at the end of G-Con that, we, that shocked us all. Yeah. What's that? What reveal? I don't think anyone saw it coming. Like the Mandarin. No. No one saw it coming. No, not at all. Who wants to tell us about that reveal? Jesse, Je- tell Jesse us. The guest. Oh, man. I just closed my phone. Uh, is there a picture of it somewhere? I nah. was, I'm was. i looking for that, and there's not. And, I can't and, find okay. anything, but yeah. okay. you can sum it up. I'll sum it up. There were, I believe there was four total. Four yeah. or five. Yeah. Um, it's not bonus. It's not extra. It's not just for the all in. If I remember correctly, it's, it comes packed with the figure standard. Yes. Um, Bishop comes with a skeletal horse head. Uh, I believe similar to the, uh, Equidron sculpt or, yeah. or I'm sorry, the, um, Phobos maybe. Yep. It, it's a it's a it's a skeletal head for the white horse that yes. you can just pop it off and have Bishop be a dead horse. Uh, Sir Uxak, the ogre knight, has an unhelmeted skeletal head, which does reveal the orc ogre style head with like tusks coming out. Um, and you're gonna have to help me with the other two. I know it's two of the Sir knights, Elijah. But... Okay, Sir Elijah. Elijah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Derek. And is and okay, so not everyone but Gideon that has, right. or the two knights besides Gideon, have. Uh, were they these were the face plates that swapped, correct? If you say so, yes. Yes, I believe they did. Yes, the face yeah. plates. They, they, they're unique. Their heads. So yes. there's two different styles of face plates, so you can't swap them between yep. each other, but you could swap the undead. Sir Adelric with his his regular face, or vice versa with uh, Sir Elijah. Right. The thing is, is I was under the impression that also a Gideon had a, had a, had a skeleton head too. Did he? Okay, I, I don't think remember. it was all. They're all skeletons. Okay. Was the thing. Right. They lost. Like they all lost. Yeah. Yeah. And um, because I know that Jeremy Dewitt is saying this is going to be his first all in. Wow. Okay. Because he he typically just buys the dark, scary figures. They either have to be super metal like Aerithir, or they have to be a skeleton. And um, he says he's going. Hey, I just talked to him. He was just at my house. He's like, yeah. He says, I can't believe I'm going to go all in. <laughs> That's how they get you. They figured out how to get Jeremy to wit. Yeah, they got him good. They were sitting in a planning meeting, and they said, how can we get that Jeremy to wit? To do an all-in. Yeah. <laughs> Skulls across the board. Boom. So so everybody out there that is a fan of this, you can thank Jeremy DeWitt. 
awesome. So that was an awesome reveal. That kind of blew up the house at G-Con. Everyone just did not expect that. And it was like, holy heck moment. So that was really cool. And that's it. That's the wave, right? That's the wave. Wow. There's a little bit more. Oh, go. Yeah. There was a little bit of news dropped. Good, Jesse. Tell us that news. Um, all we know is it's spring 2023. The Necronominous wave continues in some form or fashion into All-Stars 6+. plus. Yeah. Yep. That is awesome. Not sure so what that too means. Much, too much to fit into this, so they had to, to take over the next All-Star. Some spillover. Some spillover. So that's cool. That's cool because yeah. this is... This is a great wave. They could keep it going for for a while. For all I yeah. care, this is fun. Skeleton fans prepare, prepare yeah. for 2023, right? Yeah. Jeremy Dewitt. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna be hurting. Well, cool. I think uh, I think we we that was fun. Uh, I love reading all the bios, looking into this wave. You guys obviously know we're impressed. I probably would guess almost everybody is impressed. I don't know how you can't be, um, but Len. Can I play my uh, four? Can I play four and four with Jesse real quick? Of I know course. you got to go, but can I do it real quick? Of course. So, so Jesse, this is this is four and four. One answer. That's all I need. You only okay. have to say one thing. You can't like you know you can't give me five. You ready? Sure. Mm-hmm. Favorite toy line besides Legions. Transformers. Favorite breakfast food. Bagel with butter. Favorite Furious Four character. The Lord Stephen Bashadi, the Alpha. And what are you doing with your headless horseman now that Halloween's over? He's sitting on top of my microwave. <laughs> Riding, rather. It's 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 posed. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> Very You're good. Welcome. You were very quick with those answers, so we know they are honest <laughs> and pure. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Jesse, for joining us. Uh, Thank you so much, Jesse. Thanks for having me. Zabal, hope you had fun. We did. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we went far, right? We went long. It's all yeah. right. I feel like a little bit of uh, Legion's Con got to come home tonight, so this was great. Yeah. yeah. Hope you're feeling better, Jess, and uh, you got to be you, you got to go do your thing in about ten minutes, so you got to go. Yep, I got plenty of time. I just gotta pull it up on my iPad. I'll be good to go. But I'm, every day is a little bit better. So, all right, uh, everybody, thanks for listening to Chapter Forty. Uh, on behalf of myself and Legion's Len, it's uh, me. We will see you uh, in a couple of see you in a couple of weeks, hopefully, and uh, yeah. Bump into you around the land of mythos in the meantime.